your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Help, the human's about to escape. Get your paws off me, you dirty ape! <gasps> he can talk. He can talk, 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 he can talk! I can sing! Ooh, help me, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, 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 what's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. On a second opinion. You're all so lazy. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. 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 Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, oh, Dr. Zayas! Ah, uh, damn you! God damn you all to hell! You maniac! Hello again! Welcome to a bonus episode of Two Peas on a Pod podcast. I'm Jason. I'm here as always with my co-host Dale. And today we're going to be doing a little bit of uh, a discussion of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. We both had an opportunity to see this film on uh, the opening weekend. And we're going to get into a pretty in-depth discussion. But uh, what we're going to do is get into some news and some uh, you know recent watches. But before we actually get into the spoilers of the film, we'll let you know. We're not going to just drop any spoilers on you so uh you know we'll give you a few you know minutes to prepare before the spoilers start so uh go ahead and get into this here uh did you want to mention anything you've you've seen recently dale oh man i've i've been doing nothing but watch movies wait wait uh i watched uh forbidden world oh forbidden world (laughs) that's a good one yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was very good. Uh, I like how the alien ripoff was obese. Uh, was, it wasn't uh, very proportioned, was it? The head? No, it just sat there like a lump, and then suddenly somebody's head was gone. Well, they they didn't hold any punches in the fact that it was an alien ripoff either. No, I mean, it's, well, I mean, the front of the face looks like that, and then it, it's almost like the top looks like an ass. Yeah, like a big black ass and then the rest of it's just a trash bag it, it, yeah it was it was pretty awful I I actually was able to watch that movie too and uh man I I really didn't enjoy it very much I uh I didn't even know it was an alien ripoff when I watched it um but. it I don't know I, I I wondered about it because the beginning of it had that uh like Star Wars battle, like just yeah. lasers everywhere, yeah. and for no reason. And then suddenly it's there on the alien planet, and a face hugger rips that guy's face off. Yeah, and uh, and then it just it goes way downhill from there. 
it uh, came across as very boring to me. And you know, you could tell they were like, Roger Corman was like, all right, we need this much nudity. We need, you know, yeah. this much shown of the creature. You know, he just had these points he had to hit. It was by the numbers. That was his point. Exactly what it yeah. was. Because, uh, yeah, you have a beautiful woman show up. Yeah. They pan on her ass for a while. Right. She's walking down the hallway. Right. Five minutes later, another one shows up. Yeah. They both end up, uh, the first one ends up screwing the main guy. Right. The second one tries until the alien or whatever shows up. And then both the women end up in the shower together yeah. at one point. That's Which, true. I mean, you, you could see that coming. Yeah, you knew it was going to happen. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was late night stuff. It's just that yeah. stuff you would see on TV. You know, Definitely uh, some like USA Up All Night type exactly. stuff. Exactly. That's, that's what it felt like. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised I've been this long without seeing that movie. Uh, just because it's, it's something that, you know... <laughs> This is along the lines of stuff I watch pretty often. So, but this is on Netflix. If you guys want to check it out, to watch anytime. Let's see. Is the uh, was also known as Mutant was the original title. Oh, is that? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's the title. I'm going to buy that. Yeah, okay. okay. I was like, here's the poster that. art. It's uh, it's just got a picture of the the xenomorph, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Kind of looks like a circumcised penis, doesn't it? The the monster with teeth. <laughs> do, do a lot of circumcised penises have teeth? Well, I mean, you know, the the initial design. Well, I yeah, I guess if you're going to go with the alien ripoff, you're going to have to start with a yeah. circumcised penis. Instead of a urethra, it's got, you know, a giant mouth with teeth. Well, at least it didn't unsheathe itself before it started eating people. I'll give it that. <laughs> but... Uh, See what else I watched. They had a part two lined up that was going to be an uncircumcised penis. Oh. Well, too bad we missed out on that one. Um. Yeah. Come on, Corman. Don't let us down. Well, he's still going, but he's. he's of course, if he does it now, man, it's going to be all CGI. Dude, when's the last time he did something worth a damn? I mean, or it's probably his daughter now. I don't think it's him. It's probably his money, but his daughter is running that company, I think. Yeah. Is it, well, he's uh, in his 80s. So. Yeah. He, he did some conventions a few years ago. I, I wanted to meet the guy. I got a, a signed a Piranha a miniature poster by him that, uh, you know, I've, I've never had an opportunity to meet him, but uh, seems like a really cool guy. I've got, you know, tons of uh, respect for the guy. Well, yeah, what was the name of that documentary? Corman's World? Yeah. That, that was an awesome documentary. Yeah, it really has. Lots yeah. of great interviews with, uh, you know, big stars. You know, Jack, Jack Nicholson's in there. Scorsese's in there. Uh, Ron Howard. Is Ron Howard in there? Yeah, he's in there. Uh, he, had, he directed some stuff, right? Yeah. That's, it was his first directing. Mm-hmm. It was with... Um, uh, Joe Dante may have been in there. Yeah, Joe Dante. Uh... uh I think the guy's name Peter Bogdanovich I believe is yeah, in there yeah he was on that I do remember him um, just tons of you know huge directors now got their start under him uh, did, did Francis Ford Coppola get his start under him maybe I'm incorrect but... yes okay um, god what was not I can't remember what movie it was that Coppola re-edited I believe it was a Russian movie 
But, um, you know, that was his basic formula was to just... You know, there's also another documentary called uh, Machete Maidens. It's just about filming stuff in uh, South America because it was really cheap to do. You know, labor was really cheap. And, you know, they'd go down there, shoot for a few weeks and, you know, make a movie. But uh, that was his formula of, you know, tits, gore, you know, storyline and, you know... Sitting. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, but... I mean, a lot of really good movies came out of that. You know, there's a lot, a lot of shit, too, but a lot of really good movies came out of that. Let's see. Um, I've watched quite a few movies here. I watched, uh, I don't know if you remember from 1993, Heart and Souls. It's, uh... Heart and Souls? Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Okay. Um... I enjoyed it. It's it's uh, Ron Underwood, the guy who directed City Slickers and uh, Trimmers. It's not horror or anything like that. But no, I'm no, just trying a, to see what was in it. Uh, I believe I've seen this before. Um, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, so I checked it out. It, it's pretty good. Charles Grodin, Kara Sedgwick. Yeah, I cannot believe Charles Grodin is 79 years old. I didn't realize he was that old. Damn, I didn't either. Uh, that makes me feel really old. Does that make you want to watch Clifford again? Want to watch what? Clifford? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or Beethoven? God. I'd rather watch Beethoven than Clifford. Clifford, man, he's really... He wants to fucking kill that kid. Oh, I know. That's that's what's so awesome about Clifford. Uh, I, I wonder if it was uh, a real hatred for uh, Martin Short that kept him going through that. Yeah. But, uh, let's see, I watched, man, actually earlier tonight I tried to watch Cannibal the Musical. That, uh, is that, uh... Trey Parker. It is it? Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 96, it was shortly before. So oh, shit. Was that their first thing they did? Their I, first movie? Yeah, I think so. I've tried to watch that before, too. I, I could not get into it. I made it about 20 minutes. That's, that's about where I had to stop. And it's, they're just like in the, uh... It's set in like the old west or something. It's it's about Alfred Packer. Okay. You know, basically, but it's just I I, I was hoping for some good songs or something like that because Trey Parker comes up with some oh, great yeah. songs, but that's one not his, at this point. One of his strong suits for sure, music. Um, but uh, let's see. I watched uh, Pain and Gain. Oh man, Pain and Gain's awesome. I did enjoy it. I liked. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I like how stupid everyone was. Yeah. And the Rock, though, blew me away how dumb he was. And yeah. he was really good, though. Yeah. But uh, some of the people in there I was surprised to see, like uh, Tony Shalhoub. Oh, yeah. And Ed Harris, especially. Who I had had no idea they were both in there. Hmm? Oh, he he played another... Uh, he was the detective. Private detective? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, it's always good to see him. He's one of my favorite Matt actors. Harrison, he's awesome. Um, yeah, I liked it. I really did. Yeah. I, I didn't realize the the budget for that was only twenty million. It says a lot, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, I said Michael Bay just wanted to make a short, you know, a, a basic, um, low budget movie between all these Transformers he's been making. What that movie mean? I mean, what that budget tells you is that Michael Bay probably didn't get a whole lot off the top. He probably got all the residuals and all the. It said. Michael Bay, Mark Wahlberg, and The Rock all took pay cuts to do it. But they probably got 
off the uh, you know whatever you call it, you get your percentage. Oh, probably. Um, but yeah, I liked it. It was it was pretty good. I uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. It was one of my favorites of uh, 2013, I believe. Let's see. Oh man, I've I've watched the Dictator. Oh, uh, the Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, I think it's probably my least favorite of is the three he's done. Man, it's like parts of it are really funny. Yeah. Parts are just really shitty. It's almost like it didn't need to be a feature-length movie. No, not at all. Yeah. All right. I don't know, man. I, I like him. I like what he yeah, does. I do, too. Uh, but that's just stuff in there that... I mean, it fits with what he's going for. Like, you know, let's do shit jokes. You know, let's do that and everything. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. But that, that's gotten old. That got old to me. Yeah. You know, I never really cared for that as a kid. Sure, sure. Um, Even as a kid, you didn't care for it. Well, it just—it's just too much of it. it you know, they just do it just for laughs and cheap laughs. It's cheap laughs, exactly. Yeah. And you, yeah. if you do something that's smart and intelligent, funny, it's one thing. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't know. You know, the constant—I I don't know what it was about it that really kind of turned me off of it. Well, it's got a lot of the. Uh, it plays on a lot of the post nine eleven. You know the. Uh, it does. You know the. Middle Eastern, you know, racism mm-hmm. type stuff, and he he was like, wasn't the romantic interest the chick that worked at like a health food store or something? Or it was a, Anna Ferris Whole, Whole Foods, like that, which yeah. I don't like Anna Ferris at all. She um, really irks me for some reason. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's almost like I tried too hard. You know, I loved Borat when it came out. I laughed so hard during that fight scene between Borat and Azamat yeah. and the naked through the lobby yeah. with a dildo yeah. that was hilarious to me yeah, I still love Borat um, Bruno I liked it when I first saw it okay Bruno's but, uh, a bit much it's it's a bit on the nose you know I, I get what it's trying to do but it's really right in your face with the yeah. with the gayness you know and that's mm-hmm. that's that's fine and good but it's just it becomes grading after a little while. Well, it, it begins to lose its impact when you yeah. just keep doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like in Bruno with the whole, uh, weren't they trying to adopt a black baby or something? Yeah, once? they name him OJ. Name him OJ. That's awesome. And they have that oh, uh, shit. A singing penis. And then one singing, it was too much, too many dicks. It's too, yeah. What <laughs> the, uh, yeah. I don't know. I figured I'd give the dictator a shot. It was okay. I, I like seeing the guy who plays uh, Raffi and. Um, oh man, and Jason Manzukis. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was really. I'm a big really fan cool. of his. You know, I, it was. I was reading the trivia of it, and that scene when they're both in the helicopter talking to each other. Yeah. You think it's all Arabic? Yeah. They're speaking in Hebrew, oddly enough, the whole time. Hebrew. Yeah, and the white couple's freaking out because they keep talking about. Weird shit that looks like they're talking about blowing up stuff. The so Sasha Baron Cohen's like an odd mix of races. Is he is he uh, Jewish? I think he's he's like I think he's half Jewish. Jew, but he was like raised somewhere else too. He's got a really weird. He's British. Uh, is he um, British? Okay. Yeah. That's why he's so like you know ambidextrous in his roles. He can play lots of different. Yeah. 
you know, he played, you know, Ali G, which was kind of like a... Oh, God. The, yeah. The British, yeah. you know, Doug. Uh, That's where you start, I think. Chev. Um, and the other guy, you, you had his name, Rafi, he's from, yeah. like, Greece or something. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's a... He's a really odd guy, too. He looks Middle Eastern, but he's not, I don't think. No, no, he's not. I, I guess it's because it's... But you're, you know, Greece was Muslim yeah. for quite a while. That's yeah. probably where that comes from. Well, I mean, if you're, you know, you have dark skin and you grow a big beard, you know, you, you know, you tend to make. I that guess to most Americans, you'll you'll look these days like yeah, that exactly. Yeah. But uh, you know see. what, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, he really needs to do like a variety show or something. Wouldn't he be like, great no. to host something on like just a weeknight show instead of this garbage? television that's out there like I feel like he'd be really good at you know sketch comedy which is what he did on Ali G but you know well know. if it's not so one known if he can do different characters yeah. which you can't do but I mean he's pretty much fleshed out all of his characters from uh, from Ali G's in the house yeah he has I mean um, he's had a movie about all of them except for Ali G I or like uh, maybe they did do a movie of that on HBO in the house yeah yeah, I think so. Yeah, they probably did. So I never watched that show all that much. But I, I didn't either. I didn't even pay attention to it until Borat. Well, I didn't have HBO when it was really popular, so I, I wasn't able to watch it. Um, next time you go to Vicksburg, there's an antique shop there. That's the antique shop. Yeah, you told me. I mean, in the, in cool. the uh, movie, they make it sound like it's in Alabama, but it's right. in Vicksburg. right. Well, you know, our our uh, local news that w- that we have here in Jackson was featured was on... Uh, that's right, it was. Was it Bora? Yeah, it was Bora. Yeah, it was Bora. Yeah, because it's, you know, you, you see it, you you know, you recognize it. Um, But, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, uh, before I went to see Dolan for the Final Fantasy Apes, yeah. I watched Conquest. Yeah. Which is my favorite of all the Apes movies. Now, I know... Dawn is more of a loose kind of remake of uh, Escape. Not Escape, but uh, Battle for the Planet mm-hmm. of the Apes. But uh, Conquest is awesome. All of them are on uh, Amazon Prime right now. Are they HD? So, I think so. They are? Uh, See, I've got all the DVDs. Uh, i got the DVD set, you know, with the... Uh, the, court oh, the yeah, the, yeah, I did too. The Caesar head. But uh, I wanted to pick up the Blu-rays. I just haven't gotten around to it. They're good, man. I watched them all on Blu-ray, yeah. and they're great. They're good transfers. Um, yeah, yeah, they're really good. What you know, I watched the one on Amazon, and uh, it's actually the theatrical cut, the original mm-hmm. theatrical cut. And what I watched originally was the director's cut. The director's cut is far better. Is it? Because they made the director tack on because it's his dark ending without ruining anything for you. Yeah. It's a dark ending. I don't um, think I've seen that one. It's it's really good. You know, it's a low budget kind of thing, yeah. but that doesn't ruin a good movie. Yeah, sure. Uh, but that ending they tacked on did bring it down because they were like, you need to lighten it up a little bit, which kind of ruins what had just happened before it. So. I would recommend you check out the DVDs. I don't know if I've checked on that on that A-Bad set. Yeah. If um, if they have the director's I'm cut, sure if they do is. watch it. It's got everything. I mean, it's got the, you know, it's even got the TV show in there. Yeah, the live action and the cartoon. Yeah, I'm sure it's in there, this director's cut. Um, 
I, I, I really need to sit down and watch that entire set. I just seems like something always comes up, you know. Well, that good. But, uh, um, but that helped me, you know, kind of get in the mood for yeah. Dawn. And, uh, Let's see, what have I watched lately? Um, I watched, uh, I've watched Deliver Us From Evil, the new, uh, horror film came out recently. Saw that at the theater and did, uh, I wasn't very impressed with it. You know, I, I always liked that style of, of, of movie that, you know, that subgenre of horror, the, you know, possession, you know, a paranormal type, uh, you know, poltergeist type movie. But this one, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of had high expectations. I think my expectations were too high, and it just didn't. Uh, it was it was a really solid. The first third, or maybe the first half of the film, really solid, and it just kind of let me down at the end. It was uh, it was a there's an exorcism scene in the film, you know, as you can expect, and it's just very it's very one note. It's very boring. It it is uh, you know it's nothing you haven't seen before, and it goes on for like 15 minutes. Or twenty minutes, the the exorcism scene. Yeah, it's way too long. Um, you know, now they're like, you know, everything is a a, a rip off of the Exorcist. You know, yeah. whenever you do a possession now, or you know, an exorcism scene now, it's that. But uh, yeah, I I'd say skip it. Um, you know, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even bother watching it. You know, maybe a rental. But um, I also saw a Nymphomaniac Volume One. Oh wow! Really? This is the Lars von Troyer. Yeah, you know, and it apparently it was so long they had to split it into two versions. But watching the first one, I really feel like it would probably work better in one sitting to watch them both together mm-hmm. because it really, when it stops, it really stops when it starts to get interesting. It's, it's kind of abrupt. Uh, yeah, very uh-huh. abrupt. Um, but I don't know. It was interesting. You know, it's all the whole. Uh, you know, marketing for this film was the, you know, all the the poster pictures the people were actually ejaculating oh, love, or whatever. Love those posters. And, uh, Man, <laughs> I, I seriously doubt they were, but Shia LaBeouf's in it. You know how I feel about Shia LaBeouf. He, uh, yeah. He apparently, in order to audition for this film, like uh, Lars von Troyer wanted to see a picture of his penis, probably just for a personal collection. That, but um, instead of doing that. Uh, Shia LaBeouf actually sent him a sex tape of him and his girlfriend. Hmm. But, uh, you know, none of the sex in the movie is real. None of it. Even there's a there's a uh, an oral sex scene and it's a, a fake penis. So, I mean, it's all... It was all bullshit. It was all hype, you know? Yeah. Not that I give a shit, but it, I, I really felt like it... it uh, was really trying to play off that hype. I don't. I don't think it was. I mean, it wasn't a bad film at all. But you know, I'll have to watch the second half of it to really make a, you know, a good, uh, you know, good opinion of it. Form a good opinion. Who had the uh, best O face so far? I don't know. I'd, I'll, I'll say Christian Slater. Oh, just because I like him. But uh, oh man, it's it's some nasty shit in there. Just it, as far as the the level this this shit goes to for you know just screwing dudes like she's screwing like 10 dudes a day you know she's not a prostitute you know she's just I don't even know that she really enjoys the sex she really goes into it you know that's basically what the film's about is her sexual experiences 
But I uh, also saw Barbarian Sound Studio in 2012. This is a horror film um, that I had heard. I had uh, heard this recommended recently. It's on Netflix Instant to watch as well. And it's a really interesting film. It's about a uh, the guy that does the sound effects. You know, I don't even know if they still do it this way, but you know, actually filming. You know, for a head explosion, may crush a tomato or something. That's that's what he's doing for this uh, film, and it just becomes you know more and more real for him the whole time. Is basically what it's about. But really good film. I enjoyed it. Anything else you want to bring up? Oh no, I mean. I, I was just going to segue that conquest into... Uh, oh, you were trying to segue that into there. I no, I, I, it's no problem. I just... Uh, uh, I can't well, really think I'll, of anything else. We'll get into a little bit of news real quick. Uh, not a whole lot going on in the news department, as usual, but, uh, you know, as expected, uh, the Transformers 4 movie fell off pretty, you know, pretty good from its uh, second full week. And... Uh, I guess it'd just be first first full week because it came out the first of uh, July and now it's been out for two weeks. So really fell off from it from its first weekend. It did uh, what a hundred something million here in the U.S. You know, just in the U.S. And then it uh, this this weekend it's done sixteen million five five hundred. But it is the highest grossing film ever in China. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of pretty much expected that's what everybody yeah. was expecting so it's doing gangbusters over in China yeah I looked at the the list comparing all four how well they did in uh, China like like the uh, percentage of domestic versus international like the first one was like half and half mm-hmm. and now it's changed drastically just in the last you know 10 years or so not even that uh, since the first Transformers that's why Pacific Rim actually did decent uh, in business. Yeah. Which is kind of strange. So they're really looking at that foreign market now as opposed uh, to the U.S. Because are they going to gear everything towards yeah, China? Yeah, why not? So maybe Pacific Rim. You know, Maybe we'll see some films get releases that wouldn't get made otherwise because of, the, because of how well maybe they're doing. Maybe so. Yeah. Uh, see, I wonder honestly if that's why they changed. You know what, that Red Dawn remake? Yeah. If they changed the villain from uh, China to North Korea. You know, it made far less sense for North Korea to invade us successfully. <clears throat> you think that's they changed it so it would do better in China? As if China was going to watch that crap. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't think of any other reason why they would do it. You know, they were already set up to do China. North Korea does make a lot more sense, doesn't it? Well, I mean, how can they invade us? North Korea, is, but, it's impossible for them to do it. But China's not going to invade us. That, I don't think they would, but they could. If they of course they to. could. And, you know. That's what I'm saying. North Korea w- would love to. But everything they have is like 80 years old. Yeah. And, uh, they, they just blow some dirty bombs up. Exactly. That's all they would do. They would just shoot them over here, and uh, they blow up in the middle of the Pacific. That's a stupid premise for a stupid remake. That They're trying to take something that was an actual possibility in the 80s, mm-hmm. and they, turned, you know, they tried to remake it into something today, which couldn't happen like that now you're not just going to see you know in North Korea or Chinese you know planes landing and you know some school oh um yeah but 
I haven't seen that movie. I don't plan on watching the, the remake. Oh, I, I haven't either. It's on Netflix, but I love the original though. Another John John Milius. Yeah, yeah, the original's good. Um, but on to some horror news here. Uh, I don't know. Did you ever see Conjuring? No, Con- no Conjuring. No. Well, they've got a sequel lined up for that that's set to come out in 2015, and. Uh, I- October, of course, a 2015 release, but they've actually got a spinoff of The Conjuring called called Annabelle. It's the doll. Uh, Do you ever see the doll from the film? Uh, you may have seen you, you told me about Annabelle. Well, it's a, it's a doll in there, and it's that's set to come out October this year, I believe. Yeah, October third release, directed by John Leonetti, and uh, of course, you know, produced by Janice Wan. But uh, I don't know. Um, I'm sure it'll you know do okay in the theater. Usually those, you know, the October horror releases usually do pretty well. Um, but that's going to be up against Paranormal Activity five. So and they're both. Well, what's the Conjuring rating PG thirteen? I don't remember. Um, probably I mean, they usually do that. Probably you know. yeah. You got it. You got a bank on that PG thirteen rating. I used to dread those horror movies coming out the PG thirteen ones. Yeah. On Friday nights, because uh, it was just kids swarming in there, and you have the few adults who try to go see it, but you know when it's ninety percent kids, they don't care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Of course, you don't want the the fucking headache, but. I don't know. I'm kind of split on my opinions of that because I mean, I, the rating system's changed so much since you know. I don't really think a PG-13 really means it can't have anything in it. You know, it it, it sucks when they take something that's R and they edit it down to make it PG-13. Yeah. That's what sucks. You know, when they set out to make a PG-13, or you know, if it just happens to get a PG-13, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It, you know, no, you can make no, a good no, movie no, that's rated PG-13. But it's when they edit it down just for that younger audience. Yeah. Which, you know, the past, what, 10 years has been a big thing. Mm-hmm. PG-13 horror, you know, a lot of the remakes have been that way. You know, but uh, it's it's not like it was in the 80s. You know, now, you know, now these films will be rated R. You know, in the, you know, if they were back in the day, back in our, you know, younger days, they would be rated R. And you see a lot of gore on television these days, you know, like yeah. Hannibal. Yeah, animals son of gore was creepy. You know, that's it's really not a not even anything that's just that big of a deal anymore. But well, I mean, it's just interesting, you know, in the nineties NYPD Blue, you see, you see an ass that was the and that the was US the like media explodes over this ass on TV. That was what got views was the ass. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg or uh, uh, Mark Paul Gosler's ass. You know, Mark Paul Gosler. Yeah, he was on there, wasn't he? Uh, I thought it was Dennis Farina's ass. Was it? Well, he shot <laughs> I, his ass on one of those cop shows. It's either him or Jimmy Smith's or something. I heard an interview with him recently. That's the only, way I brought, the only reason I brought that up. Uh, <clears throat> where he talked about showing his ass. He showed his ass on a bunch of shows. Um, but, hey, why not? It pays the bills, right? Yeah. Um, but That's VHS, right. uh, the third installment, VHS Viral... You haven't seen I haven't any seen of them. Yeah. You may enjoy them. I don't know. They're you know it's an anthology style. Oh, was it? 
But uh, the third one is set to come out, uh, limited theatrical run, November 21st, hmm. um, for Magnet releasing. So uh, that means it'll it'll show in five theaters in New York, five theaters in L.A., and then get a DVD wow. release everywhere else. But uh, that'll be interesting. I, you know, I'll check it out when it comes to Netflix Instant. Um, I enjoyed the first film a lot. second film, I was kind of disappointed. But, uh, the first film was really good. I liked it. I've always liked the anthology style. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like uh, Tales from the Crypt or, you know, a short television episode, you know, that are combined into this wraparound story. That was... Uh, what it reminds me of. That was uh, a big thing for that British company, Amicus. Um, Tales from the Crypt, they did that. The, know, the original Tales from the, the Crypt? Movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, stuff like that all those that's a great movie they weren't the first ones to do it but I think the first anthology horror that I'm aware of was from Ewing Studios Dead of Night or something like that it was an old British like 50s really? maybe but it wasn't until the, like the 70s that Amicus uh, really started doing that you remember the one that had uh, Emilio Estevez in it uh Nightmares? Is it just called Nightmares? I believe, I believe that's it. Is. It uh, may have been produced by Spielberg. I could be wrong. Uh, but anyway, that was that was a fun one. Well, I, don't, I don't remember that. It, uh, there were so many in the 80s. That was a really big thing for a little while. Yeah, yeah I noticed that too. I, I, did they ever really stop doing that? Cause they did. I know Necronomicon was one too. Yeah. I've... I want to watch that again. I can't find it anywhere. That's a uh, Brian Usen, I believe. That's something to do with that with that film. He may have directed the whole thing. Well, um, one of those segments was directed, I believe, by uh, Suzuki Kaniko, who did the uh, the Death Note movies in Japan. But he did the uh, the, the Gamera trilogy in the nineties. But he he got a start in you know those. Softcore porns and horror. Yeah. It's a good place to start. I think that's the only place to start in Japan. Well, I think Roman everything pornos. starts with porn in that's Japan. That's what they call it, Roman yeah. pornos. It's just a varying level of core. Yeah. <laughs> Tent- from, from uh, what, just cotton panties to tentacles? Is that the rating scale? In yeah, Japan? it just on, it goes from softcore to automatic rape by tentacles. <laughs> There's no middle ground with that. And, and it's all pixelated. All though. pixelated. Yeah. But, you know, it's strange that you bring up Death Note. Uh, Gus Van Sant's actually doing an American version. Yeah, I, I actually uh, read that the other day that he was doing that. That sucks, man. Gus Van Sant, I, I really like a lot of stuff he does, but, you know, he did the god-awful Psycho remake and got another fucking oh, he remake did, he's working he? on, man. I, I just don't get it. I, I mean... I don't know if it's him personally wanting to do these projects or is it just money. But a lot of his original stuff I've I've gotten a big kick out of, like uh, Drugstore Cowboy. Did you ever see that? Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon's in it. What's um, it called? Drugstore Cowboy. Okay, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. And the uh, oh man, what was the one? Uh, the one he did with uh, Keanu Reeves. Um. I'm going to look it up. I'll just start naming off Keanu Reeves whoever it is if you want me no, to. No, you're probably not going to be able to guess this one. This is the... Uh, Keanu Reeves was a uh, prostitute. 
Uh, yeah, I don't think I can guess that one. It's a good... Um, it's not Parenthood? It's not Parenthood. My own private Idaho. Oh, okay. I've, yeah, I've, I've heard of it. I, uh, I watched that again probably a year or so ago. I like a lot of stuff Gus Van Sant's done. He's really one of my favorite, you know, that that style of, you know, those little independent dramas. Um, great, great stuff there. But, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of... Not a lot of expectations for Death Note remake. I don't really know why that's happening. Yeah, especially this long after. I mean, the, the books came out over ten years ago. Oh, is that, I thought it'd been longer than that. Well, that's what I say it over ten years. I'm not sure exactly when, because Kaneko did. Shit, I can't remember when he did Death Note. He did that GMK Godzilla movie in 2001. After that, I think he did Death Note. Because before that, he did Pyrokinesis in 2000. Oh, Pyrokinesis is fucking awesome. Yeah, love that movie. I want to watch that again. It's a good director. Yeah. I didn't realize that was him. I remember when, when I watched that, you told me that it, that it was the guy that did Godzilla. One of the Godzillas. Yeah, you know, i got to say that uh, even for people who are not traditionally like giant monster movie fans, his Gamera trilogy is excellent. Mm-hmm. It's It beats the shit out of any Godzilla movie in the 90s. It's really good. Now, this, this is the, the Gamera trilogy that has the... Uh, it's got some really bad CGI in it, doesn't it? Does it not? Bad CGI? Yeah, really bad. It has some that's not that great, but yeah. I wouldn't say it's really bad. Oh, okay. It's mostly pseudomation. Is it? You know, okay. Yeah, yeah it's is not like... Most, is there a newer... There, is there a newer Gamera film? Uh, they made one called Gamera the Brave. That may be what I'm thinking of. I didn't care for that one at all. But I... Yeah, I did. I, I know I saw the first movie in that trilogy, and I really enjoyed it. Well, they're good. They're more yeah. serious, you know. Yeah. The first one goes back to the old classic monster movies, but like by the third one, it's gritty and dark. I mean, the, the it ends on a on a downer, uh, but it, it's really damn good. I highly recommend it. Um, but we'll go ahead and get into the main topic of discussion today, yeah, uh, Dawn of the Planet yeah. of the Apes. Uh, this is going to be the non-spoiler portion. Uh, we both had an opportunity to see this movie. I uh, went on a trip with my uh, family, my, my whole family actually, and I went and saw this movie at uh, 10 o'clock Friday night with my brother, which I haven't seen a movie with just my brother in like <laughs> at least five years, yeah. so it was, it was really cool to be able to do that, but... This, this was my big movie of the summer, you know. This is the one I wanted to watch. So, uh, and I watched it in 3D. Did you see it in 3D? Uh, 3D gives me a headache. But me too. I didn't have a choice. Oh, was, really? They had two screens. They are both 3D. Really? But, uh, yeah. Wow, that's... The theater I went to, you had a choice. Yeah, I mean, most, usually you do. But, uh, you know, you pay money and it's... Uh, I don't know. I figured I'd give it a shot, but I, like I said, I didn't have a choice anyway. But I uh, didn't really think it warranted the 3D anyway. But it uh, seems to be the thing the kids like these days. Um, but uh, I saw it, and we went in. It, it had already started, you know, rolling credits. We were the only people in the theater. 
Uh, opening night, yeah. God. And, uh, you know, it's probably just because this was, one, you know, one of those odd uh, theaters there near the beach, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if that was part of it, but I think two other people came in after we did. But we're, we're virtually, you know, by ourselves in the movie. Wow, lucky you. Yeah, I mean, that, that was... Was yours, yours pretty crowded when you saw it? Uh, I actually watched the 10 o'clock show Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, I had a decent crowd. But, you know, everybody, thankfully, was respectful. You know? Usually they are at those early shows. You know, yeah, those are people who really want to see it, you know. So. That's, yeah. If, if I was in town, I would have tried to go into one of those. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a big screen at Malco. Yeah. And I went with a friend of mine, Steve, and uh, it was excellent. I mean, everybody in there seemed to love it. Oh man! You know, I I just I love how it begins. I really do. And I was on board from minute one. I was such like I was in love with these damn apes. Like I, you know, I, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. But you know, this is Andy Circus is in there. Yeah. And they did more than I thought would be possible with as far as the emotion that the ape showed you know dude i was really surprised with that like like i said the beginning when they start the beginning not a spoiler but it's caesar's eyes mm-hmm. and damn those were real you start to see them more as you pan back but yeah. it's great yeah and uh yeah the actors who, who did that mocap thing were great in their roles is that the motion capture stuff yeah. the uh I saw some screenshots of them, you know, and they showed the the shot and they showed the motion capture shot or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, with the little balls all over and yeah. whatever. It, uh, I didn't realize that all the apes were like that. Yes. Or all the main apes were like that. So that really shows how, I mean, you know, it, it looked better than just straight CGI to me. So, I mean, they were able to put, you know, genuine movements. That's why it looked, you know, it looked so good. I thought it looked so good, like... It didn't take me out of it at all. You know, I didn't... It wasn't, like, hardly any time in it where I was like, this is CGI. Yeah. I mean, I was lost in the film. So, I think it's really great that it was able to achieve that. I was surprised. I I love the fact they're able to do uh, motion capture on location now. Oh, yeah. That really helps with them. But it was just... It was an epic film. You know? Epic. Uh, what I have to say about it is that's the reason we go to movies. Was this part of the exactly? Movie. Exactly. You know, it did not disappoint. It was excellent. You know, it wasn't just you know crab hitting you in the face constantly like you know like a uh, cheap summer blockbuster right, movie, right. which there's a place for those. But it wasn't that. It was deeper. Sure. And and at no point was I bored with any exposition or anything. I wasn't either. You know, it was. Yeah. Straight through, it was just, it, it kept you right there with them. That's one thing I was going to say, too, is I didn't I didn't fall asleep, which is rare for me. Yeah. I mean, some of that expo- the exposition, like you said, you know, it, it, this was a long movie. Hour and yeah. 30 minutes. It was, it's two hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, mean, I was going to say, it, it, uh, for a blockbuster type movie, you know, this is not a typical blockbuster movie that, you know, how they're trying to build it, you know, putting it out here in the summer. It's not a, you know, the typical audience is probably not going to like this movie. It's probably going to be too, too boring, it seems, don't you think? I hope not, but yeah, you're probably right for a majority of people. 
I mean, but I don't probably, understand how people can sit there and watch an, an hour of you know shitty CGI robots, yeah. you know, dry hopping each other right. into oblivion, and can't stick with this movie, which right. has you know, it's it's a good movie. This is uh, like my nephew. He was there, you know. I really wanted him to go with us. You know, I wanted all three of us to go see it. Um, but he said he didn't like the first movie. He didn't like uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So that's why he didn't want to go see this. He said, I'm probably not going to like that. So watching it, I don't think he would have liked it because he doesn't. A lot of stuff he doesn't like like that. But he likes, you know, the big budget, you know, the the uh, the grandiose, you know, the show, the Michael Bay, yeah. you know, the you know the stuff that's out right now. But uh, the uh, I was going to mention too, you know, as far as the the CGI apes, they also did CGI bears. CGI horses, deer of oh, deer too. Yeah. yeah, so that's actually the opening of the film. Mm-hmm. It shows the deer, but um, I guess we can go ahead and get into the spoiler portions here. Yeah, we might as well leave it open. So if, if you haven't watched case. the film and you, and you want to watch it, go ahead and you know turn this review off because I think the rest of this is probably going to be some pretty heavy spoilers in here if you haven't seen the film. But um, the film opens up, you know, Caesar and he has a son now. It shows mm-hmm. Caesar's son, who's this is ten years after the after the virus, right? Yes, ten years after the virus, and it shows, uh, you know, the basically up in uh, San Francisco, they've they've built a whole, you know, basically habitat, a whole layer for the uh, for the apes to live in, and uh, you know, I really liked it. You know, Caesar's son is named Blue Eyes. I really liked that, as opposed mm-hmm. to Green Eyes. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it. Uh it, it almost reminded me of, you know, Caesar's mother's name, Bright Eyes. Right. In the first right. one. Which, sure that's a... What's the name that Zero gave Charlton Heston's character right. in the first movie? But Lots of nods to the other movies. Yeah, the, and they do that without actually, you know, forcing it from it. You know? Forcing it down your fucking throat, yeah. too. Like, ha ha, look what we're doing. It's a, yeah. you know, we're making a reference. That's like what hurts the Star Star Trek movies to me. Well, yeah, and that hurts them to me because they they shove it down your throat. That hurts a lot of stuff these days. Yeah, I mean a lot of stuff that's you know been done before, but also his wife's name was Cornelia. Yeah, so that's another. Which I didn't even know. I didn't even notice that till till I was reading some of the uh, you know the trivia on this film. We know who played Cornelia. I I saw her name. I'm not familiar it was with a, a woman who played. Fatty Magoo and uh, it's always sunny. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I think she's gorgeous, but it was I didn't even know that watching the movie. I didn't know that till earlier but, today. But. I mean, they even had her in motion capture. Or, <laughs> what did you call it? Motion capture technology. Yeah, mocap. Oh, mocap. That's what I heard okay. it called. Um, but uh, yeah, the ape habitat was awesome. But if you noticed uh, the orangutan, Maurice. Had that little school set up thing. That's from uh, Battle of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Um, and uh, Maurice is my favorite. Maurice love, is awesome, man. Um, I love how huge he is, but he's so peaceful too. If there was, I kind of missed the gorillas having, you know, a bigger role in this one. Yeah, you really wanted to see him um, more in. Kind of like that one did in uh, the other one. Yeah. Um, Koba. Koba. What do you think of Koba, though? Koba, man. Oh, God, it's awesome. 
Um, he had me laughing at parts, you know, with Cobra. Well, not not his speech, but when he was acting like you know goofy. Oh man, when he was sneaking into the yeah. the armory and, and drinking and stuff. With that them. was hilarious. He was. Like, uh, it was so intelligent, like because you know that he was doing what they expected him to do. Exactly. Act like a stupid circus ape or some shit. Because he had been around people, that, he knew exactly what they that was expected brilliant. of him. That's what was so cool about that is uh, the fact that people. Now, granted, most people had no idea, really, about these apes. With the virus spreading everywhere, uh, they didn't really have time. Right. But uh, it was uh, it was just really interesting, just how the people had no respect for them whatsoever. Well, it, it was strange to me how the people didn't know that they were intelligent. You know, I mean, other than observations that the fucking thing is talking and standing on yeah. two legs... Um, because, I mean, you would have thought that news would have gotten out, you know, that with the whole yeah, with San the, Francisco Bridge yeah. thing. I, what I'm guessing, man, is that, that that virus took hold fast, and that, of and, course, took over. And just wiped everybody yeah, out, like, within months. So, Well, well they said that uh, Gary Oldman's character, I think it was, said that uh, it's four years of them fighting that virus until it ran its course. Said one in every eighty five hundred people was immune, and uh, so everybody else died. One in every five hundred. Eighty five hundred. Oh Jesus! So I mean, humanity has been you know decimated, but, but uh, the simian virus. Yeah, the first four years of fighting the virus, the next four years of fighting each other. Right. You know, setting boundaries and all that for their fiefdoms. That's and, always going to happen when you've got a. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what would you call that, uh, uh, you know, the, the outbreak. Um, I can't think of the word, but uh, um, it was post-apocalyptic, right? But the way they went with that, but they had said that they had not even seen humans in two years, which right. leads you to ten years, right? Until right. the events of the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, Koba was a bonobo. Yeah, I was surprised to read that since but was are peaceful. That's what I was going to tell you because you know we talked about this before. And you 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 thought he was a chimp. Yeah, because I'm so I'll, mean. His face was more elongated. Yeah. Did you notice that? So I know he always looked different. You know, I looked him up. You know, soon after I, I rewatched Rise recently and saw that he was actually a bonobo, and I didn't even I wasn't even familiar that that was a type of you know primate. Oh, they're but, fascinating to read about. They're um, very closely related to chimps, I imagine. They're very, very closely related to them. But the difference is, whereas chimps solve their problems with violence right. and aggression and ripping faces off, yeah. bonobos solve their problems with sex. Bonobos oh, are also female-dominated. Oh, it's, really? It's interesting. There's wow. not very many of them out there, but they're, yeah. they're not as aggressive as chimps. Yeah. So you know Koba went through some shit to become what he was. There, I've read a backstory for Koba online uh, about how he was at one point very attached to people but you know they were just treating him like shit which explains non-stop. his you know immense you know, hatred other yeah. than just being tortured you know yeah there's a you know another layer to that yeah there is and that's you know in the movie Koba you know he he turns out to be a total bastard but he is sympathetic though I mean you see where he's coming from to not trust people. He has every right not to. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, it's like Caesar said in that Koba only knew the bad side of people. Right. Um, I, I do like that the way they communicated was mostly by sign language. See, now why is that? Why do you think that that was? Because most of them speak, right? Uh, several of them could speak. Okay, I guess it's because, uh, like Marty's already knew sign language. Right. So he probably helped. I'm sure teach. Caesar probably did too. Um, it's maybe not all of them had the same degree of exposure to that stuff. So you think that maybe it was bred bred out? That would well, make sense for the, the the future to come that it would breed out. You know the intelligence. No, I, I don't think it was that. I think it was uh, uh, like eight, eight, their vocal cords naturally can't produce voice sounds. They just can't. So there had to be some change, right, for them to be able to do that for all of them. You know, champs, orangutans, bonobos, and gorillas. But I never. I don't think I've, I have not heard a gorilla speak. And you realize Maurice doesn't speak, I don't think. So it's Bonobos and Chaps. Maurice spoke right when uh, Koba shot Caesar. Did he? He said run. That's right, he did, yeah. didn't he? They, they that was awesome. They speak. That was so fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. Run. Uh, but, uh... Oh, Koba. Koba was probably my favorite until, you know, he, you know... Turn, turn heel, you know, did yeah. the, the Brutus to, to the Caesar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, that was another aspect I really enjoyed was that they really did make it a, you know, old, you know, style play out of it, you know, basically yeah. the Julius Caesar. But, uh, Koba was my favorite. You know, I like Koba a lot in the first movie just because, you know, he is so... Koba's line of thinking is kind of similar to my own that I, you know, act before I think, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's you know really irrational, you know prone to violence, prone to action type guy, and uh, you know because he was instant, you know when he oh shit there's people here we've got to we've got to go to war, you know yeah. he was so quick about it, and he you know he was right to a degree, um, but you know I like Kobo a lot. I like uh, see the guy's name that plays him. Is, uh, he was a different person. Than was the it first one? Yeah, in the first film. I, I really enjoyed uh, the way he, you know, acted as as Koba, Tony Kibble, or Toby Kibble. Um, but I really enjoyed his his voice was really cool too, really appropriate. I liked the way they all spoke. Mm-hmm. They spoke kind of in bursts. I did too. Um, but uh, oh man, it was, it's awesome. Uh, so much to say about it, uh, and you know, you, then you've got the humans show up, and uh, they're ready to, you know, work on the work on the uh, the bridge, the uh, the dam, the dam. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of odd. I mean, I know they had to do it just to, you know, push the narrative further along, but you know how Caesar was so forgiving. He kept, you know. They kept fucking him over, and he kept forgiving him and saying, "Okay, you know, we give you one day, you know. Okay, you know, we'll do this and we'll help and get you the fuck out of here." But I guess that's just his his nature to keep peace. It probably also stems from the fact that Caesar knew that people, because they didn't know about the simian virus so much, the apes. Oh yeah. So he probably knew if you know you start some shit with people, more people will come. 
Because right, right. as of that point, it was only those apes, that one colony mm-hmm. in San Francisco, right outside of it. So uh, I, I think that Caesar did not want to do that just because he knew. He knew that in the end, the apes, they, they can't win against overwhelming firepower. You know, not yet. But not until they're dual-wielding machine guns. Dude, that was... <laughs> <laughs> I was worried how that was going to work out. That was awesome. You mean the the, the whole initial battle? When yeah. Was, they charged the, the base? Which was... Koba, man. Brutal. God, I hate that Koba was such an asshole because he's so awesome. Like, uh, oh. I, fuck, man. I, I love that as much as he fucked up, you know, as much as Caesar hated Cobra, you know, they had their disagreements. He was still loyal. And that's that's what really hurt me more than what he did to Caesar was him betraying him, you know, more than him trying to kill him or whatever. It was yeah. just his betrayal. You know? Well, he betrayed everything, Caesar. It's, I mean, he even, you know, destroyed the ape home. Right. Just to get that point across. Mm-hmm. So his madness just... It's, he snapped. Yeah, he snapped. And uh, he, it, it's like Caesar finally was like, you know, you are not ape. Right. And he was right. right. He yeah. had to let him go at that point because yeah. Caesar kept forgiving him too. It was too too far gone. Yeah. He would he would have, you know, roles reversed. He would have you know dropped Caesar and never grabbed him. You know, pulled him down with him. Whatever it would have taken, he would yeah. have tried to kill Caesar at any means. Oh, exactly. Necessary. Yeah. Uh, it was it was also his uh, the way he went about betraying Caesar by uh, getting in good with Caesar's son. Yeah, that was which made him a shitbag. Damn. But he was excellent. They, you know, he did everything right for that kind of character. Sure, you know? sure. He was he was smart. Very smart. He was smart to do what very, he did. Very, uh, you know, very uh, planned out. But you could tell it was all vengeance for him with the way they were rounding up people. Um, rounded up all the people loyal yeah. to Caesar, Maurice, and I forget the name of the the giant uh, gorilla. You know, the original gorilla that was in the first film. Uh, in the first one was Buck, but he died. Oh, okay. He was uh, okay. the other champ was uh, Rocket. Yeah, Rocket. Of course, the way uh, the way he killed Rocket's son. Yeah. Oh man, it was awful. Yeah. I knew he was going to do it too. I knew it was coming, but. Just again shows you the you know the, the the loyalty to Caesar. It's it's interesting how Caesar himself, you know, at first even in the end of the first movie, he was like apes are superior to men, and and then because of the way Koba was, he realizes that's not really the case. Right. You know, it has nothing to do with he, your species. It right. has everything to do with who you are. That was the whole you know crux of mm-hmm. this film was. You know, it, it's not, it's, you know, individual basis versus yeah. a, as a whole, which, you know. you know. Caesar treated that, the main human guy, I cannot remember his name. You know, at the end, he was like a brother to him. You know, he was very affectionate towards him. But I like the symbolism of having Caesar, you know, he comes up and everybody bows to him, all yeah. the apes do. And the human, the one person there, just slowly backs away into the shadows. Because yeah. that's when the plan of the Apes begins, right, right there. Right there. You know, that's just cool how yeah. they did that. Well, that's, you know, that's the battle. It's on yeah. now. You know, Apes hate humans forever, and vice versa. I was uh, talking with my buddy I watched it with, trying to I'm trying to see where it would go now. Because in the first one, they show the launching of the ship, the Icarus, 
you know, the one Charlton Hess and his crew was on. And uh, then they mentioned that they're missing right before that virus kicks in. So when is that going to come back into play? You it would kind of be lame if it comes back like 30 years later. It wouldn't make any sense. But, uh, but I'm worried about how they would want to go about making a futuristic Planet of the Apes. I agree. I don't know how you're going to... I don't know where they're going to go from here. But um, I think writing is a strong suit of this movie. You know, the writing is really good. Is yeah, it's is so good. The same with the first film. Um, you know, it's totally separate from the other films but also in the same universe to where yeah, it, you know it, it doesn't shit all over its origins exactly. it's actually very faithful to it well that's why I was so I'm sorry go ahead no 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 no, no. Go ahead. I was saying, that's why I was initially so you know reluctant to watch Rise because I thought it was going to be another one of these type yeah. films you know well yeah it's just another remake you know or another Reimagining, whatever you want to call it, reboot. And, uh, I had no. I went to see it when I was out in theaters, uh, Rise, and uh, or Dawn. I can't remember which is which, but Rise is the first one. Yes, okay. I went to see that one, and I didn't really have high expectations yeah, for it. I didn't either. And I was blown away by it. I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this one just builds on that so well. And, you know, and I, I really am curious where they'll go with it because they're talking about the military is on the way, you know, to San Francisco. And the apes are there in the city. So that's got to be where it's, it's going to go to more battle, right? More more war? Uh, that or they'll skip, you know, another little while in the future, you know, to see where they are. I would actually prefer they do that because I, I was... For them to just dwell on the, you know, the simian virus sure, going through sure. and all that, it's better that they you, do what they do. Well, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's humans are going to be eradicated, and yeah. apes are going to run the world, mm-hmm. you know, rule the world. But uh, I can't wait to see where they go next. Well, I'm going to go see this one again. Yeah. The theaters, I have to. I need to also. It's so, it was so much to to absorb. You know, I feel like I missed a lot. Yeah. And you know, also that 3D man, goddamn. It's, you know, they say it's shot in 3D. I don't know. It didn't really look all that spectacular to me, but, you know, there's always something in the foreground. I can't stand and, that. And it's, I feel like I'm missing everything else that's happening on the screen. So. Well, but, uh, they just have a shark coming at you and it just yep, stops. It but stops. yeah, it keeps going. It's just a still picture moving closer to yeah. you. Uh, breaks through the glass. Louis Gossett Jr. is just flipping out. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the look of the film was really good. I great. think they really showed, you know. Great. And there are people who think, well, you know, a city like San Francisco would not be overrun with plants and all that like that in ten years. Yes, it would. Those woods would, yeah. You know, well, it's the same thing with I Am Legend. Yeah. You know, I've been a few years later. Yeah, it does not take much for that to. Yeah. I mean, look at your yard. You leave your yard alone for one damn summer. You can't exactly. do that. You can't leave it alone for two weeks. Well, just leave your driveway alone, you know, without keep pulling the weeds out of it yeah. for, you know, two months. And there's weeds popping out through the cracks everywhere. Exactly. And those turn into trees. And, you know. Mm-hmm. And just spreads and shatters everything and more come up. Yeah. That's just the way it, yeah. it works. Yeah. You know, these people who bitch about that have no concept of the way that works. Yeah. You know. 
But I love the. I really like how they made San Francisco look. Uh, you know, just not destruction. I mean, you can't see that war happen there or anything. Just the people are gone. You know, but uh, I do have to point out something I thought was really weird. Watching the movie, and you go back and look at the poster. Mm-hmm. You've got the bridge on fire, melting. You're talking about like the poster for the movie? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't happen. Then you've got uh, you've got Caesar on the horseback with the uh, with the gun. The gun, which didn't have. No, he never had a gun, did he? He had a shotgun in that one scene. But he never shot it. I mean, no, he didn't. He threw it in the in yeah. the, the river, uh, which was an awesome scene, by the way. Yeah, it was very powerful. Um, but uh, that was just funny. I, I I like the poster fine. It just kind of goes back to the old style of posters, putting shit in there. It's not that doesn't happen, yeah, you know. Sure, sure. Same way with Cobra just sitting there chilling out. See, I haven't even seen a trailer. I saw the initial teaser, you know, six, eight, ten months ago, however long it was, and I haven't watched another trailer since. Yeah, I've been trying because to I, do the same. I don't want it to ruin it for me, you know. So I didn't know what to expect. I what I was expecting, well, you know, I knew the war was coming, mm-hmm. but I was expecting the humans to overstep somewhere and piss Caesar off, and yeah. Caesar will lead the war against the humans. That's what I was expecting. So I was totally thrown off guard by uh, you know, yeah. doing what he did. And Same here. It, uh, that's, that's not how I expected it at all. And you've got the guy that was in, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Oz, the, the, the HBO series Oz. He was the, you know, the main human who fucked up with the shotgun. You know, he had the shot. He's the same one that killed her shot rocket son. Oh, yeah, the one who just hated apes. But yeah, he was, uh, you know, quick, quick to pull a gun out. Yeah. But, uh, he was from that show, Oz. He was, was a. Uh, Did he get right back? I can't think of, find his name right off, but. Kirk Acevedo, I believe it is. Um, yeah, I have no complaints about anybody in the film. I mean, I, it's hard for me to even find anything negative to say about the movie. I, I'm going to tell you, I gave us a 10. I gave us a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I very rarely do that. There's like five movies I've ever given that rating to. And that may change in the future, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. But that's my initial rating, you know. You know, of course, you know when you've got the theatrics around, uh, theatrics around, you know, the hype, you know, it kind of you know persuades your. That's why you you know you watch on IMDb as as films get older, you know, the, when they first come out they may have a really high rating and may you know slowly get lower and lower, which is you know more reasonable. But um, you know I may change that in the future. Uh, but you know, is uh, Matt Reeves is he is he already attached to the third film? Not that I'm aware of. So they they don't have that. I mean, the third film is planned, right? I I've not read anything. About oh, it's that. not. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not saying that's not going to happen. I've this one had a very good opening, so I, I can see it doing well uh, enough to warrant uh, a third one. Well, box office mojo right now for opening weekend estimate is seventy three million. Yeah. So um, it's really not great, but this had a budget of one hundred and seventy. Well, they only expected like fifty four million or something like that. So it exceeded that. This summer is just low 
for movies anyway. It said this weekend was 20% lower than last year this time. I heard as a whole it was already 15% down for the summer. But That happened several years ago. Uh, it just dropped. It was dropping down and slowly built back up. Which is weird to me because this summer seems the strongest of the recent years that I can remember. There's other factors, I'm sure. I mean, sure. I'm sure the economy has something to do with it, at least here in the U.S., but... I mean, you think about all the movies that have come out. I mean, you've got all the Marvel bullshit. You've got three Marvel movies that have come out. Uh, yeah, Captain America was great. Captain America, Spider-Man, and... Uh, X-Men. X-Men, and then, you know, Transformers. What else has been big? Godzilla. Or Godzilla. Is that what you That's said? What else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. And then uh, this movie has probably been the biggest movies of the summer, wouldn't you say, so far? Yeah, yeah, they uh, they say this movie is going to push Fox over $1 billion for, uh, for the year. Maleficent is the one I'm leaving out, which we were noticing the other day. We were like, why is this still in the fucking theaters? Because it's still making money. That's People it. are still watching this thing, which I haven't, I haven't really read anything about it, so it may be great, but I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. I'm not a fan of uh, Evangeline Jolie. And, uh, you know, of course, Rio 2 is number seven. Kids movies always gonna be up there. Lego movies number eight. Noah's nine right now. That's so, it. yeah. And, oh, uh, the Edge of Tomorrow is another big one. I keep hearing that was good. I want to see that. I may try to see it if it's still on. I may try to see it sometime soon. Um, overseas, that's only two hundred fifty-six total. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Dawn, you know, hopefully knocks one of those down. He at least gets in the top five for the year. You know, I would hope. I would, uh... Oh, man. Well, it's too early to tell. Uh, yeah, I would hope so, too. What's set to come out next week, do you know? I, I don't know. Honestly. There's nothing that I know of It's going to be that great. I'm not sure what going to say. Okay, the theater's already lost. Edge of Tomorrow. Have they? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to see it, but fuck it. I can't watch it. Well, when you look, they still got Tammy. We can still watch that. I'm going to see Tammy. Yeah. I actually saw 22 Jump Street, too. I don't know if I mentioned that. Was um, it good? I liked it a lot. But uh, I like 21 Jump Street. You know, comedies are always really subjective, so... Um, yeah. But if you like the first film, you know, definitely check that film out. Um Edge of Tomorrow is still in Malco. I don't know, so man. Snowpiercer. I, I want to see Snowpiercer. I don't know if we've talked about it here yet, but that's been uh, chopped up by the Weinsteins once again. Harvey Scissorhands does his handiwork on it. And that's that's showing uh, VOD right now and select theaters, you know, New York, L.A. Um, but I really want to watch it, but I may have to wait for a you know, UK release. Yeah, if... if Especially if it's edited as much as you say. Well, I mean, that, that's what I've heard. I, that wouldn't surprise me not at all. But some of my friends, you know, over in the uh, UK, they've they've really enjoyed that film, so I definitely want to check it out. But as far as what's coming up, we've got Sex Tape, uh, The Purge, Anarchy, Planes, Planes 2, which uh, Disney really farted in a jar on that one, didn't they? I guess so. The first planes, man, it did awful. But, you know, I'm sure I'll probably pay to go see that. I'll have to. Um, 
I don't know. I don't see a whole lot more coming out this summer that's going to be, you know, gangbusters. Well, Hercules, sorry. Hercules, July, July 25th, and Lucy, and then uh, the Fluffy movie. Yeah, I see that. You yeah. looking forward to that one? Well, considering this is the first I've seen of it, yeah. God damn it. That Gab- Gabriel Iglesias, dude. That... That's another picture of uh, Randy Quaid looking like uh, Rob Reiner. That's not necessarily a, uh, you know, disrespect on the guy. On her. Either. <laughs> That's a compliment. Sure. That's Rob Reiner, brother. Uh, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a big one, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm wondering how that one will be. I'm curious. Oh, uh... Looks like shit, the trailers, I think. <laughs> well, did you see the trailer for, um... Moses, that Exodus movie? Yeah, I did. Your... God, what'd you think of that? It looks really fucking weird, man. I actually kind of want to see it. Yeah. I like Ridley Scott a lot, I do so... Too. Um, I'd check it out, but, man, he's really on a, on an epic kick, isn't he? He loves doing that shit. Yeah, he does. Like the epic CGI... That's weird. You, you consider his, uh, like, Alien was not epic at right. all. I mean, it was so enclosed. Uh, of course, and you have Blade Runner, which is. Yeah. You know, it's kind of both. Uh, Blade Runner was very claustrophobic in parts. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That movie looked really bizarre to me. Is that is that based on anything? Moses. Uh, is that it, though? I mean, it... Like yeah, that's the, all I know of. Talking about like from the Bible, like yeah, from Bible. The plagues and all that. But yeah. it's fucking. It, it, I don't know. It's really. They odd. should have gotten a white guy to play the Egyptian, it's, play Ramesses. Yeah. Somebody who looks very white, like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> they should have gotten the guy that played him in Three Hundred. <laughs> what uh, Xerxes? Yeah. That dude, make him look very homoerotic in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, 20 feet tall. But uh, we've got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out in August. Oh, man. Uh, I forgot about that that one. That's definitely going to be a big one in the summer. I I think it will. I think a lot of kids are going to want to see it. Oh, that's going to be definitely top five. So, I don't know. Apes, you know, maybe making it in the top ten. I'm not sure. Tammy's going to beat them all. Um, Then The Giver, which I don't know what that is, but it's got some... Top build, uh, Jeff Bridges, Meryl Street, but it's got two uh, fresh-faced teens on the front of it, so um, not sure what's going on there. The Giver. The, when you have stars like Jeff Bridges and Meryl Street, but they don't show them on there. Well, they're on the poster, oh. but they're kind of in the background. See, like, there's Meryl Street. Oh, God, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, and these little fucking divergent-looking children. Yeah, I'm not sure what the... Some generic crap... Stars Taylor Swift, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, trying to see if I see anything else of uh, note to mention. I think that's about it. Oh, Sin City. Yeah, August 22nd. I'm going to, you know, continue my prediction. I don't think this movie's going to do well at all. Um, it's just been too long. I don't know that the audience is there. 
the November Man, Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan. What's it called? The November Man. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. I saw a trailer for that during something recently. And it looks like about it for the summer. Um, so, August looks like it, you know, other than Ninja Turtles, be kind of slow. Is that when Ninja Turtles comes out? Yep, August 8th. So, kind of a... That's a weird time. They really hit it hard early in the summer, and it seems like it's kind of trailing off, doesn't it? That's but, probably what hurt every damn movie that came out this summer. Well, it's, it was so many. Yeah, one right but, after the other. I mean, I mean, it's not like... I mean, the, the way they're making it like is like you're going to go and there's only one movie to see. Yeah. It's like... It didn't used to be like that. There used to be like, you know, five good movies on at one time. And you'd go to the movies, you know, a couple days out of the weekend. Or you see, you know, I'd go to double features all the time when I was a kid, but... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's changed quite a bit. I'm lucky to find one. Uh, I, I want to go see in theaters. Lucky to find one you want to see in theaters. Much less two. You know, wait, you know, two weeks and it'll be out on a, you know, a video on demand. But, uh, yeah, I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up here. I've, uh, you know, I really enjoyed the film. I'd highly recommend it to everyone if you haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm sure we've ruined quite a bit of it if you're still listening, but, uh... Yeah, everybody's gone at this point. Yeah, everyone's gone. They, they left when I was talking about, uh, Taylor Swift. Um, but what would be your, your closing thoughts on, on, on Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Oh, uh... It's definitely worth going to see in theaters. Yeah. Uh, if you like the other one, it is. You know, I, I know there's a few people who won't care for it, but... They're racist. <laughs> but, uh... No, it's uh, it's an excellent movie, man. Uh, it was... Honestly, it's my favorite one of the year so far. Because uh, sure. I think it, it hit everything right. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I was sure... So you enjoyed this more than Godzilla? Yes. Really? Wow. There were parts of Godzilla that were... I didn't... Honestly, I didn't like the lead in Godzilla. The, too uh, much. Captain Kick-Ass? Yeah. He was kind of just bland. I agree. You know, I, 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 I like Brian Cranston and Ken Watanabe, even though he... Ken Watanabe talks in English like he's got a mouthful of air. So every time he opens his mouth, it's like it's just rushing to get out. Ken Watanabe speaks perfectly good English, too. Like, he has no accent whatsoever. No, I mean, he speaks it well, but that, it's just weird how he well, does I mean, it like that. It's almost like he has a lisp. You know, it's not nothing against him. It's just something I noticed. Nothing fight. You know, it sounds... It's just kind of awkward there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I think this one was a better film. Better... And just made better. It's cool. also got a director who's made more movies than Gareth Edwards. That's powerful I would have rather Edwards had made a few more movies and honed his craft. Sure, sure. But I think he'll do that as uh, Godzilla Trilogy goes along. Uh, uh, I may have said this before, but I'm kind of surprised he had the opportunity to do it. I'm glad he did, but, I mean... Yeah. That's... God, can you imagine the stress that guy's been under? Like He's that's, not acting like it, but... That's that's, that's great. I'm sure it's there. I wouldn't be able to do it, man. That's It's interesting that they actually had a cameo in it, originally with Akira Takarada, right. Gata, in the first Godzilla. Wow. 
at the airport scene. And they cut it out at the last minute. Warner Brothers cut it out. And Edwards was so bothered by that, he wrote like a two-page apology to Mr. Tagarano for it. It was out of his hands at that point. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, but he still felt responsible for it, you know. But had the guy come out and right. film. But, uh, but you know, when I mean, I understand it was so long they felt like they had to cut out everything. Oh, that wasn't I, I get it. It'll but be in the Blu-ray. How, how long was that commentary? A minute? You know, he couldn't have had a minute of screen time. Two minutes, you know. I, I don't know. Could have at least had a shot in there of him or something, you know. But. Yeah, that was kind of shitty, but... Oh, well. Apes was um, excellent. I'd call it the movie of the summer so far for me. Uh, I would agree with that. I mean, I was really impressed with Godzilla, but... I I liked it. You know, after waiting so long, I did like it. Godzilla himself was handled very well, I thought. Yeah. I saw a... uh, We keep, you know, kind of bouncing around, but I, I saw a chart the other day I, I may have sent it to you that had the size comparisons of the Godzillas oh I've seen several you've probably seen yeah, yeah. And th- th- this was the largest one by far yeah 100 yeah, meters tall is that right uh this one was a little larger than that but anyway it was, it was really cool to see the the American you know the 98 uh, Godzilla was about half the size this one like Height-wise. The male of Muto in the Godzilla movie was the height of the original Godzilla, about 55 meters, right. 50, 55. This one was, I think, around 120. Wow. Yeah, he's massive. Uh, but, you know, his buildings get bigger. You got to. You know, he's got to get bigger. Why not? You know. I'm sure there's plenty of places he can hide. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did it pretty well. Just in hop in a lagoon somewhere and nobody will find you. Just, just stop moving. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I would say uh, go check this movie out. Um, I don't know, there's so much I have to say about it, but I would say it lived up to my expectations. It exceeded my expectations yeah, for it. Same here. Um, I was just really impressed with the the apes themselves, the, the emotion they showed. That, you know, I was so surprised. I mean, it was really like, I teared up a few times in this movie. I was the same it's, way. It's really bizarre that. I mean, I felt so much more compassion for them than I did for the people. Oh, they out after the people, but, by man, far. I, I hated the people. <laughs> I wanted them to kill them all, man. I really did. You know, it, it was really bizarre. But, um, you know, the the apes showed way more humanity than the humans did. Mm-hmm. But that's the, you know, human nature, I guess. But just so true of humans. If, you know, right now, if we knew of something like that going on, we would immediately want to go battle their ass and fight them and, you know, destroy them, whatever. Do research, you know. I just... My only issue with the use of chimps is chimps are vicious monsters in reality. Yeah. They are. I mean, they, they just are. Uh, anything that wants to rip your hands, testicles, and face off at any given moment is an asshole. So, you know... But, you know, that's why I don't understand why the bonobo... Who was actually not that aggressive? Right. What's the dickhead on this one? Well, that's the. But, no, it, it's fine. It doesn't. It, it, it's fine. It's kind of like in the old series, the gorillas were the aggressors. Right. Whereas in reality, gorillas are not like that. Right. Um, They're really fairly docile compared to yeah. some of the other primates. You know? They might rub their ass on you yeah. a little bit, but none. They just want to fuck. You. 
Yeah. They just want to get their fuck on. Is all the and they eat. Yeah. And orangutans are the same way. But chimps, man, they just... You know, they're so... I guess it's because they're so close to humans. We're so closely related to them. Yeah. It explains our... We're the same way. All we want to do is fucking fight and fuck. I mean, really. Yeah. When you get down to the nitty-gritty, you know. That's, you know, that's we're, we're warlike, you know, from birth, you know. Yeah, so. it's just... It's it's just our nature. As much as a lot of people don't want to... You know, the only way we're going to get past that is if we... You know, acknowledge it and say, yeah, this is who we are. Let's work with that. Yeah. Instead of acting like we're not like that. Yeah. You know, we're a very warlike species. And we use, we use all sorts of reasons to do what we do. Religion, money. Exactly. Property. It doesn't matter what to, it is. It's all for the same ends. To justify what we yeah. want to do. Yeah. yeah. God wants me to kill you. Yeah. It's like, well, why do you want to have anything to do with God that wants you to kill me? You know? Well, I mean, you could probably, you know, say some of the biggest, you know, slaughters, some of the biggest wars still fighting today were fought over religious reasons, you know? No. The Crusades, and I mean, look at what's going on in the Gaza Strip right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fucking bloodbath over there right now over religion. And it's, you know? it's ridiculous. And, I mean, you know, we could sit and point fingers and say, oh, you know, what you're doing, it doesn't make any sense, but, you know, that's, that's human nature. That's who we are. Yeah. You know, people who call for the end of religion are like, well, it's so ingrained in us. Yeah. There's a reason we have it. And if we didn't have religion, there'd be something else. Yeah. You know, if it's not one thing, it's another. It's it's, it's not going to change who we are. Well, religion is not the core of the problem. Right. You know, there's something much deeper than that. You know, it's, it's like blaming guns for killing people. It's right. the person who kills the person. Right. I'm not going to get into a huge gun debate here, yeah. but that's that's what it is. A gun sits there, it's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. You pull the trigger, it's going to do something. Yeah. You know, a gun is just an extension of an ideology or a need to do something. <coughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you can talk well, about yeah, this that all day. podcast went on a Well, I mean, you, you could say the same thing about when Japan outlawed, uh, you know, uh, bladed weapons, you know, edge weapons. I didn't realize I had done that. Or was that was that China? I'm sorry. When uh, you know when you know when martial arts were originally started, that's that's why it was you know it was self defense when there was no more. Uh, oh, we talk about way back when. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's well, it's all it's a key power in the hands of you know a select few. You know, a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that, but that's that's why I'm you know personally against. I understand gun control, but getting rid of guns is dangerous. It just is. At this point, to even say you know abolish guns is really ridiculous. But you know we're we're coming from a place where you know guns are secondhand. You know, yeah, <laughs> like everyone we that. we know owns you know multiple yeah. guns. You know, I've I've got three guns sitting next to me in the closet here. So yeah. it's you know, uh, it's, I don't have any. But it's you know, I don't begrudge anybody else the right to have it. Just don't be stupid. That's just how things are around here. You know, that's it's. It's uh, it's just more divisiveness in this right. country between us. When, I mean, differing opinions is one thing, but when somebody has a different opinion from you and you genuinely wish death on them, you've got a problem. Of course, you know. I, I read that that girl who took that picture with the Bible and the assault rifle in front of the oh, the uh, American flag. She did that 
so they compared her picture to pictures of an Islamic woman doing the same thing. Which, yeah, I mean, that's it's similar. Sure. But, you know, people wishing death on her and her child. What the fuck is up with that? That's not... You don't handle things like that. That, that just doesn't... I don't that's, know. That sounds like internet culture there. Huh? The internet culture. Yeah, know. it's easy to be like that when you're not in front of somebody. Easy to be, yeah. Point, uh, point uh, starting battles or whatever. But. It's... I don't know. That's just... I hate the divisiveness. You know, I wish we could get along. I don't give a shit. We all get along. You know, you you worship whoever. If you want to worship, you know, you know, Lent on the floor, go for it. You know, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else, I don't care. I agree. You know, your sexual preferences are your business. Don't let them. You know, they shouldn't. You know, define who you are. Exactly. That's that's what I say too. I mean, why why define yourself by yeah by things? things. You know, why why I mean, you know, I like this or that. You know, why is Uh, that? You know, defining yeah, I, who you, you are know, doesn't talk about you as a person. But, yeah, I, we're, I we're way off topic now, but <laughs> we're fucking, yeah, we probably lost a few listeners. Get uh, philosophical with it, but uh, I, I mean, it goes with the whole thing with uh, the Planet of the Apes thing. Sure, sure. I mean, it, um, it, it really. I mean, that's that's what the movie's about at the core, anyway. Yeah. But you know, I wanted to you know before we got off here, I wanted to you know briefly mention the human cast, which you know Jason Clark was the main guys you were talking about earlier. Yeah. He, he was, you know, him and Caesar were the main two, you know, the two main folks in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then Gary Oldman, we can't get off here without talking about Gary Oldman. That, that guy, man, he is a fucking chameleon. He's oh, so awesome. He's, he's one of my favorite actors right now, really. Well, it's interesting. He's not really headlining anything anymore. Not so much. He's, But he's great in everything he does. Well, I mean, apparently he wanted to be in this movie. So well, that's that's awesome. You know, he did that RoboCop and God, oh, he did the new RoboCop. Yeah, did you see that? No, I didn't. I wouldn't mind checking it out. You want to? I got Michael it Keaton. on. Uh, I've got it on Voodoo. If you want to oh, check right. it out? How? Oh. I haven't seen it either. But uh, man, he's done so. I mean, like to go from uh, like True Romance, yeah, to you know Leon the Professional to Fifth Element. Yeah, I mean, you name it. The guy, I mean, like Tiptoes, that fucking movie I was telling you about. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. You know, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. I think he's in that too. I wish I, I wish I'd seen that. I haven't seen that yet. Um, talking about the human actors, though, it's Andy Circus. Even though I know he plays Caesar. Yeah. The Academy, if it wants to have any sort of legitimacy, which it does not, <laughs> it needs to. It really needs to rectify overlooking Andy Circus for his achievements. He is awesome in everything he does. Did he get nominated? He, he did Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, he was a call. He, he didn't get nominated for any of that, did he? He was uh, disqualified because he didn't act on screen. It wasn't him. That's stupid. Um, yeah, that's why I hate the academies. It's all, you know, all these... Rich Hollywood motherfuckers licking it's, each other's asses. It's it's just and a it's blow. Just, it's blowing. It's a blow fest. They blow each other. Yeah, that's all it they're is. just like. Yeah, that's all it's it is. Pumping up their egos. That's all it's doing. That's why I respected like George C. Scott for refusing his his award for Patton. Oh, George C. Scott's awesome. Anyway. Uh, Marlon Brando went a weird way with his. Uh, uh, you know, as, as he did with a lot of things. Yeah. Did he try to eat it or something? 
Oh, he did, ain't it? He did, ain't it? No, he sent an Indian woman up there oh, really? to talk about the plight of Native Americans. Oh, oh no, Native American yeah. Indian. Okay. And then he ate her. And he <laughs> ate the entire academy. He, he ate the entire cast of The Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> yeah. That's why. That's why there's so many problems with it. They had to keep making CGI cast members, you know, because they kept disappearing overnight. We need a uh, we need a Godfather remake with uh, a CGI Brando, don't you think? As long as they use the Brando for the later years, yeah, you know, where he's five hundred pounds and he had like a Kleenex in his mouth the whole time, the whole time, yeah. <laughs> but uh. All right, I guess we'll get off of here. But, uh, all right, guys. Well, we appreciate you watching. And uh, you can go to our Twitter at 2 Ps on a Pod. Uh, that is the number two. And please give us some feedback. You know, let us know if you have any topics you want us to discuss, any questions, anything. Uh, just, just let us know anything you want to tell us. But thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.